Okay, we're testing it. Okay, mine's popping up. Will you say something? Hello. Hello. Yay, we're Susan. Here. Hi, you guys. I'm Sarah Shook, and I'm back with a whole new episode of I'm Shook. I'm here with my friend, Matthew Broughton, and we're very shook today about extraterrestrials. Oh, yeah. Um, This is actually a topic that I am like aware of, but I don't know too much about these guys. There's a lot to know. Their mission, what their thing is. I don't even know if I fully, (laughs) like, because I don't know anything about them, if I believe in them or whatever, but maybe at the end of this I'm going to be a believer. (laughs) Maybe. I mean... Uh, like, there's a lot I don't know. There's a lot even the most experienced, like, researchers don't know who've been, you know, yeah. investigating this for 40 years. Well, I, okay, let's start with what is... Can you give, like, a basic introduction? Because I think most people think about aliens of, like, um, what they see in the movies. Right. And, um, or, like, you know, weirdos on the news have been like, I saw a UFO. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that like a lot of those things draw from real experiences and draw from research. Like if you've seen Close Encounters with the Third Kind, have you? I have not. Oh my God, watch it. So good. It's on Netflix now. Um, but if you watch movies like this and you've done your research and you've you know been interested in this, you know notice like the connections and how they take real human experiences and. Um, you know, obviously, glamify it and exaggerate. Make it cra- yeah, make it crazy. So, like TV. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I mean, where do I even begin? Like the the people, basically, this whole phenomenon of like seeing UFOs and ha- being abducted and like you know cr- the crazies talking about that started um, in like the fifties. Yeah. Because um, in 1947, there was the whole Roswell crash. You've heard about that, obviously, right? Yeah, but can you give, like, a really brief thing about it? About? The Roswell crash. Roswell crash, Which... yeah. So in 1947, um, there was a crash of some sort, and the military, you know, went and recovered, um, you know, the debris of whatever it was. And, um, you know, there were all sorts of documents that were released saying, you know, everything that was um, retrieved was unidentified and not known to man, um, like strange metals that, you know, with like symbols etched onto them were um, apprehended and um, somehow it got out into the news and, mm-hmm. you know, people made a fuss about it and was like, we want to know the truth. And, you know, there were the military and the government was like it's it was a weather balloon crash um and you know there were things about bodies being carried away um so that whole thing happened and then in the 50s you had movies like the day the earth stood still and um all sorts of like cheesy b movies where like aliens invade um yeah like flying saucers and that kind of thing yeah and the you know the dudes with the big heads and the big eyes um but you know, within the 50s and 60s, there were very, like, real uh, accounts of people um, getting abducted or saying that they were abducted and taken aboard a ship and, um, you know, violated 
in some way like poked and prodded and that started the whole cliche of like anal probes and yeah um well can i ask you this do what do you think is like their mission so extraterrestrials or aliens want to interact with us or what is or they are trying to take us over where do they come from this is this is all like yeah these are good my questions. First questions yeah 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 so what I've gotten from all the research I've done and just kind of like a gut feeling you could say uh-huh. is that um, these beings are very connected to us and um, our existence has a lot to do with their existence and um, perhaps even their manipulations, you know. There's, there are theories that planet Earth is an experiment, that we are a garden of Eden of sorts um, in the cosmos where, um, you know, different breeds of people and different breeds of animals and different breeds of plants and just all sorts of a variety of life have, have been cultivated deliberately. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, other planets are more homogenous and don't necessarily have the variety of like terrain and geographical um, you know differences um, that earth has and so in that way I think that earth is very unique and I think it draws a lot of cosmic attention um, you know with the abduction thing people have been deeply traumatized people have been traumatized by like abduction experiences they talk about you know um, being in their bed and seeing shadow people around them and then suddenly they're not in their bed and they're in this like room, this cold, very like um, sterile room with, you know, strange creatures like up in their face, yeah. poking them, prodding them, taking samples of like urine, fecal matter, sperm, eggs. Why, why do they want that? Um, well, there are theories that they are another version of us uh-huh. from another dim- timeline basically where their planet endured a nuclear fallout and their race had to go underground for centuries and basically you know maybe even more than centuries i have no fucking idea um, yeah. but they basically devolved or evolved into these beings that had to adapt to living in the dark with big large eyes to see and tr- almost like translucent pale skin because there was no light source yeah. and they lost like they they lost their ears their mouths became very small their nose because they're the scent like there's so much less sensory input underground um that y- you wouldn't need that over a thousand years or whatever it could be um and so basically um you know they still had the remnants of this tech adv- very advanced technology from their race um, and they're coming to their closest DNA match, which is us, to salvage their own race. So um, by doing experiments and by taking samples and, um, you know, the sperm, the egg, whatever, they can create hybrids of their race and our race to kind of start over again. And yeah. for them, it's not... Um, with like malintent it's more of like a desperate like a very this is what we need to do to survive 
Yeah. And we're going to do it. And um, they're not operating on an emotional level with it. It's very of the mind. It's very clinical. And they don't realize that, you know, people are being traumatized emotionally by this because humans in our reality are very emotionally driven beings. And um, so that's one theory is that this group of beings is they're trying to salvage their own race. Okay. Um, there are other, you know, people have claimed to have contact with so many different races of beings, uh, aliens that are said to look human-like. Uh-huh. Um, human-like, but maybe larger eyes, a larger head, um, slight differences there. Um, yeah. And then they're, you know, they go as bizarre as like insectoid creatures or like reptilian beings. And, you know, every, everyone has their own kind of agenda. And then there's a group, like, there's been said to be a group of different species or beings who have come together as sort of like a federation or like, um, uh, what would be the right word? Just a, a confederation of beings who are all trying to save the planet and raise our consciousness and raise our vibration. And, you know, anytime someone like looks up in the sky and sees a UFO or has an encounter with a being, uh-huh. I mean, I, I can get into some wild encounters, um, but, like I believe that these encounters are very deliberate on their part if they're seen it's because they want to be seen and you know you have people who say well why don't they just land on the White House lawn or why don't they make themselves known to everybody and give us their technology and whatever and you know as someone who you know has studied spirituality and um, metaphysics and all that stuff there, you know, there's the concept of free will mm-hmm. and how we live in a free will universe, and there's, you know, the duality, negative and positive, and we can choose between the two. And I believe that these beings, or a lot of them, are a little more spiritually aware, or a lot more spiritually aware, to the point where they know that if they came, they would be um, imposing them their existence on us. It yeah. would not be of our free will. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it would cause more of an uproar than a... It would cause an uproar and, you know, for people who don't want to believe, it is not of their agenda to change non-believers into believers. Right. They Because that is such an... Indiv- faith and belief in something is such an individual journey and it's such a part of, like, our narrative that if they impose their existence, it would immediately cut out that journey. And some of us, that's why we're here, is to gain faith, to learn how to believe. You have to come to that on your own. Exactly. Yeah. And and they are of the consciousness of, um, we're not taking that away from you. If you choose to believe, we will give you signs. We will appear in certain ways. We will make ourselves known. Um, but we are not going to save you. We are not going to fix you. I mean... I say we're not going to save you, but I think that they are, like, there are beings out there who, you know, this is their garden, this Uh is their experiment, and they're not going to have us fuck it up. So, you know, I've heard um, instances of, like, nuclear warheads going off and them, like, deactivating them, you know, to prevent a mass 
genocide. Yeah. Um, because that is not in their plan. You know, if it affects the collective as a whole, I do think that they will intervene in certain scenarios to kind of um, create equilibrium. I think that that's a big agenda is equal balance and um, balance of Mother Earth, balance of consciousness. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I think a lot of them have soul connections with these people that they're um, having encounters with or abducting. That they kind of come for. Yeah, like maybe like a soul agreement from a past life where before this person was born, they were like, I'm going to have this experience and it's going to teach me something about myself and it's going to teach me something about the universe and mm -hmm. that there is a bigger picture going on. And I just think that everyone, everybody's experience is case by case and mm -hmm. specific to them. Um, but, you know... Either way you cut it, it's going to be uncomfortable and kind of terrifying. <laughs> like, I love this stuff. And if I, I mean, I've had an experience, which I think I've told you yeah. about. Um, what is, do you mind sharing it? Or yeah. Okay. Um, so my only like, well, I have seen a UFO before and that was pretty wild what and exciting. What does it look like? The one I saw, I would describe as like a drone. It wasn't like a flying saucer that most people would typically see or like it wasn't a big rectangle or it wasn't big at all yeah could have been big um but it was very high up in the sky so i couldn't really like how far away tell. oh god um you know like when you look up at the sky and you see like a balloon uh -huh. or something and like oh man it just it was like a little pea in the sky <laughs> like yeah. that kind of like size. a plane that's probably like midway through its yeah, flight, yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. It's not very big. Totally. Or like, okay. you know, a balloon that's not very far up, but you can kind of see it. Uh -huh. um, it was like that, but and it was a circle, an orb shape, but it was stationary. But I could see movement. It was spinning. The light, the sun, it was um, around f 4 p.m. in the summer in Southern California, and I could see sunlight glinting off of it as it was spinning. Because uh -huh. you know how you can kind of see that motion of the light yeah. um, and there was a little red glint as well um, so I couldn't really get a good look at it but I pulled out my phone immediately and took a picture and then I zoomed in on the picture and I saw an orb with red circles on it like this uh -huh. that looked like they could be windows or you know I don't know how their technology works like they could be modules of some kind that have serve like antennas or something mm -hmm. um, but I was just like, holy shit. I sent it to my dad. I told my roommates about it. And obviously they were like, yeah, whatever. Uh-huh, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was wild. Um, that's the only time I've really seen what I knew for sure was a UFO. Like it could not be described any other way. Mm -hmm. um, my experience personally with like ET energy, as I would call it. Yeah. Um, I was sleeping. ET stands for extraterrestrial. Extraterrestrial, yeah. <laughs> Get on board. Just catch up. Clarify for you guys. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was dreaming, or it felt like a dream, and I was on a stage talking to people. And I don't know if any of y'all have heard of Abraham Hicks, but she's like a channeler who channels like these divinely um, sent messages of like. A spirit of named Abraham, right? Yes, it okay. calls itself that. It's like a collective energy, it, collective consciousness that comes through this woman, Esther Hicks, who's wonderful. Um, and, you know, they talk about the law of attraction. They started that big trend with, like, The Secret and stuff like that. They have books out. Um, 
And so anyway, in this dream, I was kind of like that kind of figure. I was on stage and I was speaking to an audience and I was kind of like bringing through this energy. But the energy that came through, it was like so visceral and so inhuman and uncomfortable and oh my god, I can't, it was, it was like this vibe, like if you could describe the energy moving through my body, it was like this vibration kind of going like but layered on top of that kind of sound and vibration was this like almost like shrill like shriek and like this kind of like bleep bloop 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 like I mean that sounds very like cliche alien but it was that kind of like weird high pitched oh my god it was like almost the the feeling that shot through my body was so intense and it I wouldn't say it was scary but it felt invasive a little bit and it felt very alarming because it the feeling was like nothing I'd ever felt in my whole life. Uh-huh. And that's how I knew this is not of this world. This is not anything. I've, I don't know why I would ever feel anything like this in a dream. Yeah. So I didn't make the biggest deal of it when it happened. I mentioned it to my mom. Oh, I had this weird dream. And then I forgot about it. Yeah. Um, a couple weeks later, my sister was visiting home from college. And... I was up late at night, it was like three in the morning, I was watching YouTube videos or something in my room, and my sister, because I was staying home with the family at the time, my sister came into my room from her room at three in the morning, I'm like, what, you're still up, what's going on? And she's like, Matt, oh my God, like I think I was just like contacted by aliens or something, and my sister just kind of started getting into metaphysics, she's not like the most out there person or wasn't now she's like you know a little more out there but (laughs) (laughs) after that um but she basically described to me exactly what i felt and she said i was watching this like tarot reading on youtube for my sign yesterday was she awake while it happened she was in a weird limbo between sleep and awake i was more asleep when it happened she was more like kind of conscious but not fully awake um and basically she felt the same thing, that one, 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 one energy. And it wasn't in the same context. Like for her, it was more of this back and forth where she, where she was communicating with it, mm-hmm. um, but it was like speaking through her body basically. Yeah. And she, it was responding. She was like, who are you? And it would go like rum, rum, rum. And you know, she didn't understand what it was saying. Yeah. Um, but I described everything that I felt, and she was like, yes, 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 that's exactly what I felt. And we were like, what is going on? A few weeks later, um, I had been following this like medium channeler on YouTube who you know, would channel people like Michael Jackson, Princess Diana, and just like get like messages from them. Wow. And she also specialized in intergalactic like extraterrestrial consciousness as well yeah and she used to be a mormon and left the mormon faith um because they hated gay people and she was like well what if my child was gay like what if mm-hmm. i was gay what would you know and that threw everything to question her name is diet on youtube d-i-e-t-e and um she offered services like readings And they were, you know, fairly inexpensive. So I was like, why not give it a shot? So we did a phone reading and I was asking her about, you know, a few different things, life stuff, career stuff. And um, 
I asked her about this experience and she started to see this being or these beings and she was like they're insectoid they have like an insect head there she's like if you were looking at them in person face to face it would be very frightening um, but she's like they're not they don't have any bad intentions they were just trying to connect with you and she's she brought up something about a soul connection that began with my mom I don't know if she was talking about like a like lineage like DNA thing or like I'm not exactly sure what she meant but she yeah. said there was my mom started this ripple effect that allowed this connection to happen and I don't know if that meant because my mom kind of um, facilitated my spiritual growth mm -hmm. and um, which you know rippled out to my sister and so on and so forth um, but she said they're just trying to connect they're trying to you know get your attention make themselves known um, she said the first contact is always incredibly intense and you know if you are okay with having further connections with them it'll be way less intense it'll be more um, not natural but like easy going I guess yeah. um, and if you do not want to have contact with them just you know say out loud very clearly like I do not want any more contact with you and they will respect that so my sister and I did that and we never had any experience like in that same way again but what do you think they were trying to connect for just to I don't know it, it could be it could be planting seeds of consciousness like hey you're having this experience we're here there's more out there than you would think yeah um obviously i can't say what an alien would be thinking or you know wanting from us yeah but um it could just be that they're doing this for like with lots of different people in order to create an awareness collectively where planet earth becomes more open to you know being an intergalactic species yeah where we can um i guess break bread with other beings from other worlds and yeah. and not be so alarmed and i think that that is a big reason why you have steven spielberg and james cameron and all these people creating movies about aliens to almost it's almost like the universe's way coming through them uh -huh. of um exposing us to this stuff so that a hundred years down the line, if there was to be like a real first contact situation, we wouldn't be, we would almost be desensitized to the point where we'd expect it or where we'd be, okay, this isn't so alarming. Um, and I mean, it's already going on. The amount of people that don't trust the government, that believe the government's hiding, you know, this information uh -huh. um, is insane. I think more people do not believe that something is going on yeah. with that. And I've watched videos of ex-NASA um, employees saying, when I worked for NASA, um, or this branch of the government, whatever, you know, we came across 42 different types of spe like alien beings. Um, and really? we were, you know, the government has been working with them since the 40s. Um, well, here's a question too that I have. So, how come they are able to come to us, but we haven't gone to them? But now you say that NASA maybe had contact with other. Yeah. Well, people. that's the. the, uh, the on, there's this um, 
web service streaming service called Gaia. It's kind of like Netflix, but for like metaphysics oh, yeah. stuff. Um, and there's a show on there called Cosmic Disclosure um, with this guy named Corey Good and David Wilcock. Uh-huh. And David Wilcox interviewing Corey Good, and Corey Good claims that he was a part of the secret space program, um, you know, for the American government. Um, he's an intuitive empath, and basically, um, through standardized testing in school, they filtered him out and recruited him into this program as a child, as maybe an eight-year-old boy, wow. who was taken. Basically, they had this like they have this base on the dark side of the moon, and um, he, what his job was to psychically gauge beings that would come into Earth territory, um, and you know, determine is is are these beings of positive intentions? Do they want to work with us, or are they trying to manipulate us in some way? Um, so he came across so many different beings and was you know he experienced so many insane things like going through portals going to other planets going in countless spaceships being teleported um astral projecting um going to meetings with like many different species of beings that were all part of this confederation that are kind of meeting with our government and you know talking about disclosure, disclosing the truth to planet Earth, or, um, you know, who knows what kind of affairs they have going on. Yeah. Um, I doubt everyone in the government even knows about it. Oh, no. Yeah. That's the, the one thing. Everybody in, like, for example, NASA, everybody is told that they are the highest rank, like the highest rung of knowledge. Uh-huh. Um, like, at, or at least if you think you're the highest rung of knowledge, you're not really. Yeah. There's probably 90 or 100 more levels of um, and yeah. whatever. You get my drift. Like, um, everyone is told that they're, they know everything. And it's, I mean, imagine if everybody on every level knew everything. Like, if the president knew everything. And trust me, I believe that a lot of the presidents that we've had have known a great deal about this stuff and have actually met these beings. Um, In this, like, journalistic book that I've read um, called Alien Enterprise, I forget the author's name. It's this big, thick, green book. Um, It was talking about how Eisenhower met, went to Area 51 and met these beings and saw the workers there reverse engineering flying saucers, basically. If you think back... Um, between the 40s and now how the jump in technology has happened lightning fast yeah it's insane like you think before the 40s back hundreds of years technology was so slow yeah like and just human evolution was so slow then come 1950s suddenly we have the toaster we have the microwave we have the you know this 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 and that yeah and all within 40 years then we have cell phones and electric car like it's just insane how all of a sudden after this roswell crash we're technologically like popping yeah do you know what i mean so i guess these other beings too are very like that's that their thing is like technology too or they're just well a lot of these beings are extreme like like a million years more advanced than us they've been around for so long and they know how to utilize not 
like fossil fuels or even any kind of specific like fuel source other than like like dark matter like like the fabric of the universe or yeah. like ions in the air they their ships you know i've heard things about like spinning um so what do you call those just oh fuck i forget the name but like the center that spins and it like pulls in ions and trans shoots them down yeah that and it like lifts the ship and you know the ships cloak themselves by bending light around it uh-huh. so it's not it's still there but it's just creating this like mirage basically um having something to do with ions and manipulating ions and the light there and it like you know when i've seen people who've had experiences and encounters and connections to this stuff um explain it it all makes weird sense and um like i don't know in all the research that i've done every thing seems possible and everything seems interconnected with like something that i heard years ago or another experience um and you know i don't think they're all good or like it's just like people people aren't all good and are yeah. all bad every everybody's kind of got their journey and their agenda and um you know i'm sure there are some beings that want to conquer like what the reptilians are described as are these big warlike lizard beings that are very violent and aggressive and manipulative and very of that masculine energy uh-huh. um obviously imbalanced masculine energy hmm. um and um they've had a lot of affairs here on earth and like people talk about seeing shadow beings like you know sucking their energy at night when they have like sleep paralysis Ooh. and these have been described as like reptilian beings in the astral form trying to leech off of your astral body or your spirit body wow yeah so they again won't make themselves known to you unless you want them to but what about these reptilian people will they just come do it or no well i mean i highly doubt that the people who have had these experiences like have been open to it or like wanting but like believe it. at least in extraterrestrials well, or no i don't i think i don't know because it those type of things are a case by case scenario yeah and it doesn't it doesn't matter if one person didn't believe and then believes and tells people cuz they're going to sound crazy to most people yeah. i think that um principle is more on the collective large scale gotcha. they're okay. not going to come down and announce because that is imposing on the collective. Yeah, I mean, and we that can't would... even get on the same docket with race and right, exactly. sexuality, so why would we right. believe in aliens? Right. Well, <laughs> Got a ways to go. Well, yeah, and if, if they came down, it's like, you would have no choice but to believe at that point. Yeah. People who have these experiences, a lot of times they have the experience and they still think they're crazy. They still, in fact, um, in this book that I'm reading, Custodians Beyond Abduction by Dolores Cannon, uh-huh. Um, Dolores Cannon talks about doing uh, hypnos- hypnotic regression on people to retrieve memories, uh-huh. um, especially revolving around strange encounters that they've had potentially with extraterrestrials. Um, so a lot of people will say they have weird dreams or had a weird experience that they can't explain. And 
the, the conscious mind will block memories that have actually occurred in order to preserve sanity and reality your reality and or other times the conscious mind is manipulated by these other beings in order to preserve a sense of calm and like normalcy within the person's life so what Dolores does is she um, taps into the subconscious and that gets the truth of the situation out because the subconscious is always aware whether or not our conscious mind is um, so you know this one woman said she had a strange dream of like being pulled up out of her bed and like phased into this ship huh. and she was naked and she was being poked and prodded by these creepy beings and with you know big eyes and wrinkly like around their neck and their joint areas it was very wrinkly and saggy and they were like very ugly yeah and she wanted to know what really like if that was real if it was a dream so Dolores did the regression on her and she recounted recalled this whole experience on this ship um, with not just these beings that were not just like one kind of being but these insect beings that were also there and they had these like suits on these like almost like hazmat type suits on and she described being hung upside down naked and them you know prodding her to get fecal matter Jesus. and you know um it just feeling very clinical and invasive and emotionless and um she describes this awful awful smell that she was smelling as she was recalling it and she, it, she couldn't place what the smell was she was trying to describe it but it was like nothing she'd ever smelled before yeah. it was disgusting sour stench but also at the same time metallic like yeah um it was hard for me to even picture what she could have been experiencing it's like an acupuncture thing gone wrong <laughs> yeah seriously um and and then she described this after they did this procedure on her this other being who was had more of a feminine energy and like softer eyes like looking at her and holding her hand and like just kind of like giving her some sense of comfort without actually saying anything. She uh -huh. said that the only sounds that these beings made was like high-pitched like warbles like you know but she couldn't understand obviously um, and you know that there were control panels and like uh, everything was built into the wall in this ship like um, tools would come out from like drawers in the wall or like tables were coming out from the wall so everything was like streamlined um, and there were like monitors and like there was a microscope that someone that was connected to a monitor that they were looking at and like star maps on other monitors yeah. um, and so you know I've read about and heard about experiences like that which were very clinical and um, you know before this regression that she had she was like oh maybe I'll find some maybe I'll get like a spiritual like maybe this will be a spiritual experience mm -hmm. kind of recalling this and she was like nope it was just visceral disgusting invasive uncomfortable oh. um, thing but then you have other people who have had very spiritual experiences where they're taken in by these beings of light who are glowing and look human and um, you know say you know we're here to explore and learn about you and 
see what your reaction would be. Some of these encounters are experiments themselves in terms of how would a human react. They're uh -huh. kind of gauging the collective consciousness by do, you know, doing this with certain people. How uh -huh. would a human react to an experience like this? Would it traumatize them? Would it, the, at least those beings of a higher consciousness that are more aware of emotions. Um, and, you know, they'll bring people on their ship and show them star maps and say, this is where we're from and kind of like explain yeah. things. And a lot of times they're, it's telepathic. They're not actually speaking. Yeah. So they're not necessarily from like Jupiter or Mars or... Well, I mean, there are people that have said, you know, there are beings from Venus who come and... Those know, have got to be the nice ones. Well, they're... The light beings. Who knows? <laughs> I, a big one, a but, big... Because they're womanly. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, who's to say that there couldn't be beings living on Venus, but in another dimension, like another frequency of reality that we're not seeing? Yeah, so it's not like NASA could go to Venus and, and, they'll, and they'll see find these people. These. Right, okay. exactly. Because I think a lot of these beings are existing on like a radio, like they're on a different channel than us. Yeah. So even if we went to where they were, we wouldn't be able to perceive them unless they chose to come down to our frequency. Yeah, very Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the Pleiades, that's like a star system that is very popular in this yeah. field of like these light beings who have like blonde hair and are very tall and luminescent and look human. And um, I watched this woman, she does horoscopes on uh, YouTube, but then she like recently started doing these like she's channeling Pleiadians. Yeah. And I was like, this is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And I like couldn't watch it. Because it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes their voice will change. So they're like, hello. She does. Yeah. She's like, oh, oh, we're happy. Oh, wait. I think, I, does have she have short gray yeah, hair? Yeah. I've seen her. And she's like, oh, oh you know. Yeah. It's blah, very blah, strange. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I saw that and it was uh, bizarre. But there are other people who do it a little more subdued where it's, their voice still changes a bit, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, and when I was younger and I was first finding out about these beings just through my interests, mm -hmm. um, I would always like pray, like, please ha like have a plead and take me away on their ship and go on adventures. And Yeah, they're good ones. They're supposedly very like high vibration, love beings. And, okay. Um, there was actually a case of some dude named Billy Meyer in like Switzerland or I think it was Switzerland mm -hmm. and <coughs> he lived a very rural life <coughs> excuse me and as a young boy he was taken by these Pleiadians <coughs> and just they took him to different times they took him to prehistoric times they took him to the future they took him to the 1920s when the secret space government program sent out a satellite which you know we had no idea that that they were doing that as early as the 20s you know yeah um and he took photographs of these things he took photographs of the ships he took photographs of he took a photograph of this prehistoric plant that you know when he was and he took a i think there was even a photograph of a dinosaur or some creature that prehistoric creature huh. and i saw this video from 1998 of this man this friend of billy's who was show talking speaking to this group about the, the pleiadians and um these experiences and he had a photo album with all of billy's photos and you see in the video him flipping through and you can see photographs of the ships from 
inside one of the other ships. You can see outside this window uh -huh. of other ships in the sky. And then they have video footage that he shows from the 70s of flying saucers flying. And hmm. he, you know, they said that scientists and like videographers have done um, about an analyzed these videos um, to see if they were like toy models or like what could be going on. And it all checks out somehow. Weird. Yeah. Crazy. I'll have to show you. <laughs> yeah, definitely show me. Um, this is a like off the cuff question. Just how do you think that these beings got there in the first place? Got where? Where they are. I have like, no idea. Like came to be. I have no idea because it's that idea of like if they had a, played a hand in our existence and our creation or whatever, uh -huh. who created the creator and then who created their creator and then it's like what where does it begin and I do believe in a degree of like evolution and you know but so do you think that extraterrestrials or aliens lived on earth and I do I, I evolved do. from them or do you think that somehow we got put here or I think I think the universe is like a garden and earth is like a garden and seeds are are um, sown Mm -hmm. so to speak and um, by whom exactly I don't know because I mean I believe we're all source we're all God we're all connected yeah. um, who's to say what the physical cosmic scientific trigger points are for these things but I personally and this sounds crazy to some but I think on earth um, there was a mixture of evolution and like um, planting of seeds from other beings to kind of see what kind of beings would thrive on this planet. Yeah. And, you know, seeds don't just come from nothing. I think we are seeds of these beings. I think that's why people describe some of these aliens looking just like us mm -hmm. because we come from similar lineage um, going back could be millions of years I have no idea yeah um, yeah I mean it's that's the big question where did where did it all begin right and that's even deeper than right what we started talking about in the first place right but, but then yeah. you know you have beings that look like insects or beings that look like blobs of white matter that don't that are amorphous in this book they people have talked about driving in Hawaii and being followed by like a white blob I would never even think of an alien like that. Well, some aliens might not even exist physically in any dimension. They might exist only as pure consciousness. What and does that even mean? Like, it, I well, <laughs> you, well, it's like, you know, when you're like as an intuitive, when you're connecting with spirit or connecting angels with something, or, yeah. angels, it is in a sense extraterrestrial. It's not of this earth. It's of other dimensions. And that's basically what that means. Is that's that, yeah. the gist of it. And these other beings that look physically different and have different technology, they're just different expressions of what we are um, playing out, you know, differently. Yeah. Um, just like angels are, you know, every and, and they're existing in their own frequencies, just like angels or spirit or spirit guides or... Yeah. Um, you know, we're all on this spectrum of consciousness. And what I really think is that these beings are trying, like most of them are trying to raise our consciousness as a collective. Yeah. And I think that they would prefer to be doing it behind the scenes, at least for now. Because yeah. if they weren't, they would show themselves like to everybody. And it wouldn't just be this 
case-by-case -case thing of, oh, this one town said they saw this huge craft over their town and then it made it to the national news. Like, I've seen that before. Mm -hmm. But it's like, all that does is make everyone else think. It doesn't prove anything. It doesn't make anything solid. Yeah. And I don't think that that's what they want. I've heard, you know, accounts of, or in these channeled books that I've read where people are channeling alien consciousness, they've described how the pyramids in Egypt, and this will make a lot of like historians and scientists mad, and I understand why, because it's like you're discrediting the power of human intent and human action. But um, these beings said that they built the pyramids out of thin air, basically, out of pure thought. And the person who was interviewing this channeled being said, well, why would you make it materialize out of thin air with all of these cobbled together stones that look like they could have been man-made? Mm -hmm. And they said, if we had made it all in one solid pyramid of stone that looked perfect and looked impossible by human standards, um, it, that would have taken away the free will of choosing to believe or not to believe because it would have been very clear this is impossible from human standards and it would have obviously pointed to something else yeah so th they their intent was to make it like just enough of a feat where it made us wonder how 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 that's what they're leaving us with this the mystery the um the seed the the wonder of like do I want to believe? Can I believe? It's that's where the faith comes back into play. You know what I mean? So they they give us just enough to kind of like wonder and choose for ourselves. Yeah. So say there's someone listening to this right now and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no, there's probably a trillion of them. I'd say out most there. people. Yeah. But um what would you say to people like that? Oh man. I mean it's nothing or well there's nothing you can say, you know, I feel like people who are quote unquote quote in the know about this stuff or are he heavily into this stuff, it's like, you know you can't change people's minds and right. that's not your job and it's their journey's not your journey and my journey's not their journey. That's a free will thing that comes down to the same principle uh -huh. um, of free will. So it's like, I wouldn't say anything to somebody who chose not to believe or who just they're where they're at in their life they just couldn't possibly fathom yeah or everything sounds too far-fetched whatever um it's perfectly understandable it's bizarre it's not everyday stuff yeah um i would just say you don't have to think about the aliens and the big picture and the government and all the things that could have been going on in atlantis and past life it's like what I would say is look at your own life and try, just try one day to like see something out of the ordinary. Open yourself to anything out of the ordinary. A synchronicity, a, you know, coincidence if you want to call a it that. A gut feeling. A yeah. gut feeling. Something strange where someone's like says something and you were just thinking about it. Mm -hmm. um, seeing repeating numbers, seeing, you know, anything like that. Just open yourself up to something strange happening in your life and i promise you once you do that it'll open up more and more of these things happening yeah where you, you'll start to wonder what's going on yeah this can't just be a, like 
nothing. You know what I mean? And I think that is when you start to like really um, unpack the other stuff. Yeah, I had a friend say to me recently, because I feel like I've been getting signs a lot in my life. And um, they said, once you start, once you notice one sign and you're open to the fact that it is a sign, the more and more they're going to show them to you. Oh my God. When it rains, it pours. Like they open the floodgates, baby. Yeah. It's it's a real thing. And and even like I have friends who, who wouldn't call themselves like spiritual or metaphysical or whatever, uh-huh. but even they are like, that's weird. That's something. That can't just be nothing. Yeah. You know, and if, if those things can happen and you're open to that, just imagine what else lies just beyond that, you know? Yeah, I think for me, I'm like, it's hard for me to believe that it's just us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of course. Oh, there's all these other planets and stars and it's a whole... Infinite universe. Universe and galaxy and whatever else. And like, it's just us. No way, Jose. Yeah. Do you watch The Good Place at all? Have no, I think I've seen some of the first episode. Okay. Well, in the first episode, like at the very beginning... Um, when Chris and Bell gets to, I guess, heaven or whatever it is, Purgatory, the good place, yeah. Is, yeah. Um, uh, Ted Danson, she goes, well, who was right? And Ted Danson goes, um, well, no one really. And he's like, uh, the Muslims got a little bit of it right, and so did the Jews and Christians, you know, and he just like names all these, he's like, everybody got a piece of it, which I think like there are all these common things within, you know, those religions about our existence and stuff like mm-hmm. that and heaven and whatever else. Um, and, but I just think it's just beyond our, yeah, it's beyond our fathom of thinking. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and the fact that it does exist within so many different mind, like schools of thought, Mm -hmm. um, says something. It says like, we're pulling from something greater that all has this similar message of like what you give out, you receive, treat others as you would want to be treated yeah um i choose not to live in a reality where these things don't exist or where there isn't more the thing people don't understand about aliens extraterrestrials and that kind of thing is it's so connected to spirituality oh yeah. it's so connected to faith it's so connected to religion and government and just our affairs on planet earth yeah it's um it's a crazy thing thank you for enlightening me and everyone else and yeah i know it was I, kind of like a crash course in very general sense but i think okay. that it's was appropriate like we for we want to do a six hour podcast yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you want to know more um email me and i'll hit you up so you can get in touch with matt <laughs> yeah uh you can follow me on instagram at mabrobro m-a-h-b-r-o-b-r-o yeah anything else you want to like pitch or you know Matt's um, also a writer he writes about alien stuff so you're in, if you're interested in yeah, reading any scripts about him and uh, aliens and stuff you know I have up. a website it's uh, created it? by mattbroughton.com Broughton is spelled b-r-o-u-g-h-t-o-n um, yeah and I, I just my goal is to plant seeds of awareness about this weird shit through TV shows and through movies and stuff like that. Because I do think film and television really do illuminate things that are true. Mm -hmm. And I think that as artists, we do channel from something greater. And I think that that something greater wants to channel truths um, for the collective to kind of think about. I can get on board with that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Cool. Thanks for having me. Thank you. It's been a blast. Ooh, we shook it up. Shook it up.